Welcome to the NFL MVP Momentum Podcast. I'm Sam Holcroft, joined alongside Peyton Thompson. Before we begin, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Momentum MVP and follow our Facebook page at MVP Momentum Podcast. Today we're going to do a little game. It's going to be a little debate game, and one of us is going to bring up a topic about these potential draft prospects, and we're going to debate whether or not the situation or scenario uh, that we think is more viable. So, PT, the first one that I want to bring up, are the Panthers more likely to draft Anthony Richardson or any other player? Because I know that you're pretty high on Anthony Richardson with the, the Panthers. With the, with the Panthers fit, yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't – I would say any other prospect, I would say I would lean on that side of it. Um but I, I do like the fit with Richardson. I think they see something in him with his intangibles and how he did the combine, and I think they're going to like his personality um, a lot. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I think they definitely think about it, but if I had to if I had to put my money on it out of any other player versus Anthony Richardson, I'd say any other player alternative. All right, so I think that they would probably go with Anthony Richardson because after last podcast, I kind of got thinking, and I'm like, you know, the Panthers do kind of like have this kind of like googly eyes for Anthony Richardson a little bit. You know, even though I feel like Bryce Young is more NFL ready, I feel like Will Levis is more NFL ready. Um, but I think that they just like the physique of Anthony Richardson. I mean, he's given yeah. off that kind of Cam Newton vibes, you know, Um even though that this isn't the same front office or anyone that like drafted Cam Newton, but just kind of like giving them yeah. like giving them that like, you know, flashback to, you know, going to the Super Bowl and everything. So I think that yeah. they might be a little a little bit too crushing on uh on Anthony Richardson rather than any other player. Um I mean I would like to say that they would get Bryce Young. Um, I mean, Will Anderson's good, but Will Anderson kind of had a bad combine or not combine, but like he's, I think everyone else's draft stock grew while his didn't grow as much. Um, yeah, right. It was more just steady. Yeah. So I think that they might be drafting Anthony Richardson over anyone else, which is really weird because when we talked about our first 10 or top 10 pick predictions, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, I thought Anthony Richardson was the fourth best quarterback on my board. And now I'm kind of convinced that, you know, Panthers might be taking him number one now. Yeah. He, I would say the same thing for me too. He was fourth originally. Um, and then kind of the way he finished the season and then the way he did the combine. Um, and you could kind of just compare those stats and his measurables to other prospects coming out. I think that really put a lot of energy into talent evaluators and GMs. So, um, I can definitely see that. The other possibility I would say, if it's not Richardson, it would be tough for me as a Panthers fan and organization to not go with the consensus number one quarterback this year. You know, um, Like you mentioned before, I think when you look at Bryce Young, there's not many question marks. The only question mark really is about his intangibles. It's about his size, which is funny because that's exactly what Richardson is not. Richardson has all the all the – you know, physical tools to make it work, but it's more about his uh, skill per se um, and how he's going to translate to the NFL. Whereas I think 
if they want to go for a guy that maybe doesn't have all those physical tools, but maybe has a much higher floor, um, I think they can go with Bryce Young. And as far as any other prospect, I can't see any other prospect going besides those two. I think it's pretty cut between those two. Unless they really, for some reason, like Levis or they really like Shroud. Um, but I, I, I can't see it as much. Yeah, I can see that. But Okay, PT, go ahead. You, you bring up one. Yeah, let, yeah, let me ask you a question. Um, I don't quite want to leave the quarterback discussion yet. I'm going to ask you another quarterback question. Uh, but it's more overall draft-based. Um, yes or no, do you think that the top four quarterbacks go in the top eight of the draft? Um, that's real tough. I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. That's a really tough one. I'm going to say no. So I think Panthers do. I think Texans Mm -hmm. They're for me, they're like 80, 20. Uh, they're going to get a quarterback. Yeah. Um, uh, it depends on how much they really like Will Anderson. Um, I think Colts is a for sure. Yes. So that's two yeses. Uh, one most likely Cardinals. I don't think so. Uh, Seahawks. I don't think so. Lions. I don't think so. Uh, Raiders probably not. So that, not that anymore, it, yeah. it comes down to the Falcons. It's like, are the Falcons it really going does. to, yeah. and I don't think that they're going to, I think that they would rather, you know, give Ritter one more year to kind of, you know, develop, even though like, cause sometimes like, you know, you have a quarterback. It's his second year in the league. He's first year as a starter, but you drafted this guy with the eighth overall pick. So now he's always kind of like looking over his shoulder. Like, when is this guy going to like come and take my spot? You know? Right. Um, so I yeah. think that they could much rather use uh, someone like if I, I mean, I don't want to start an angry debate with you, but I think that they probably have a better chance of <laughs> drafting Bijan Robinson over a quarterback. Yeah, we could talk about that later, actually, <laughs> because I've, I've been thinking about it. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I've been thinking about the possibility. Yeah, I, I, you know, man, I agree with you. And I think it is probably going to come down to the Falcons because when you look at those middle teams, the three, four, or sorry, the Colts are four, three, five, six, seven. Those teams are pretty taken care of as far as the quarterback position. And at that point, they'd be wanting to take, you know, probably their second or third quarterback um, on their personal board. I don't think they'd do it. So it's really going to come down to Arthur Smith's board at that point. Now, since I'm on the flip side of this, I'm going to play devil's advocate. And I think that if Arthur Smith really likes a quarterback, let's say for some reason, he thinks Will Levis is like, Ryan Tannehill plus plus, and he's going to be. I, w- I wouldn't even say that's a great comp for Will Levis. Will Levis is a much better athlete than I think people give him credit for. Um, but I think if he likes Will Levis, or maybe teams just aren't really excited about CJ Stroud because of the Ohio State bias or whatever the case may be, right? Um, if Arthur Smith likes a quarterback there, he's not going to hesitate to get one. He's not going to hesitate to get his quarterback because I think with us in the NFC South, Besides the Buccaneers and the Panthers are going to get their guy that they want, where the other team in the NFC South that's kind of unsure about our quarterback position? You know, I, as a Falcons fan, I, I like Ritter. I like his personality. I like his traits. Um, but he, sometimes he just doesn't make the right reads or he doesn't hit the right pass. Um, sometimes his passes are off. His processor can be questionable at times. Um, and so there's a reason he went in the third round, right? So I think that 
with that being said, if they like their guy at number eight, then they're going to take him. and They're not going to think twice about it because they're going to think what gives us the best chance to win this year. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's a possibility they do and possibility they don't. But like you said before, it's a really tough question because the cutoff is probably at eight, right? Because at nine, Chicago, they're probably not taking it. And then, you know, 10 and above, you get outside the top 10 at that point. So, um, yeah, I, I would say I would say it's it's kind of up in the air. All right. I, I got another question for you, actually. Um who do you like better as a defensive prospect, Will Anderson or Jalen Carter? Let's 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 actually let's leave the legal issues out of it. Who do you like better as a defensive prospect for like a team like the Cardinals or a team like even the Raiders? I was gonna say it was just harder for them to both fall, obviously, at that point. Who do you like better as a defensive prospect? So, since you brought up the Raiders and Cardinals, yeah, for each yeah. one, it's it's a different player, right? So right. for the for the Cardinals, I'd much rather have Will Anderson. You're losing J.J. Watt, and although he really didn't play all too much uh, because he, he deals with a lot of injuries, um, that's a big hole to fill, and I think that Will Anderson fills that, whereas the Raiders, you know, you could have Chandler Jones on one side, Max Crosby on the other, and then you have Jalen Carter in the middle. Yeah. So I feel like the the Cardinals don't need that D-tackle. I would rather – but you, you brought up the Cardinals, so I'm going to say I'm, I'd rather have Will Anderson. Yeah, I mean, I I would I would pretty much agree. It's uh, from my side that's pretty hard to debate um, because I think the scheme fit makes perfect sense, um, you know. But it's yeah, it's going to depend on who I think teams at the top who they really like, and then teams at the bottom um, or bottom of the first round, I should say, um, who's kind of there and who you know, maybe people didn't think that they would draft, but maybe they like um, a little bit more, like we talked about before, like Bijan Robinson, I could see going top 10, maybe, um, you know, possibly, um, or maybe a corner to the Falcons, something like that, you know, um, or, or, you know, whoever is drafting, not, not three, I think with the Cardinals, they're going to probably go Will Anderson, and it'd be really tough for them to not, I think, um, because he fills that need that they that they've had for so long. JJ, uh, I mean, like you said, he didn't play a whole lot recently, but yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely interesting to to compare those two guys because I think coming before the combine, before the legal issues arose, I think people had Jalen Carter in their boards consensusly above Will Anderson, like we said, because Will Anderson's stock was just kind of steady. You know, he didn't he didn't do anything in twenty twenty two in the combine to say whoa like this. Like this guy's legit for real, for real. Like he he was really good before, um, and he's still he was still a good player. And his combine backed up what he put on the tape, right? So it's not like he lost anything, but he just never really gained any energy like the quarterbacks have, or like, um, like some of even the cornerbacks have had going into the late tenth, late uh, first round. So, um, you know, I, I think I think it's really interesting to compare those two guys. But of course, the legal issues. I think Anderson goes number three, and it's probably. It's probably not close for them anymore. All right, so the, since we're talking about Jalen Carter, I have a Jalen Carter question for you. Will Jalen Carter fall out of the top 10 due to all of his legal issues now? So from my perspective, I can't see it um, just because of how dominant of a prospect he is. I think if he was maybe like a potential 5th, 6th, or 7th pick, you know, somewhere in the middle of the top 10, I think I could see it. Um, but 
you know, his combine was really good. Um, of course, he did have the legal issues. Um, but as far as his actual combine, you know, obvious, obviously his tape was great too. So you got to account for that. Um, I think I think teams especially, like, yeah, there's going to be those quarterbacks taken in the top four. You're going to have Will Anderson probably at three like we talked about before. So it's going to come back to the Raiders, the Falcons, and the Bears. Now, if you're one of those three teams – one of them has to grab Jalen Carter because of how much it needed is for each one of those teams, you know. Um, I would even say the Raiders and Falcons, especially with how, you know, much help they need on the defensive line. Um, if if you're a Raiders and Falcons fan, and I think we can both attest to this, if you have Jalen Carter 7th or 8th, I think it would be really hard to swallow not taking him because of how dominant of a defensive prospect he is now. Of course, you got to worry about the legal issues, and they're still going to be more released about that, but I think that there's some details that kind of need to be covered in that, um, like, you know, the consequences of what's going to happen and kind of go through that route. And obviously the scout evaluators and the GMs will have that insight. But at the same time, he's such a defensive monster that it's, 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 I just can't see him honestly falling past six to the Lions. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with Jalen Carter. Yeah, I don't see him following down uh like below 10 but i mean i'd be a little surprised but i guess i would be surprised but not shocked i guess if that makes sense um i just because like that is you know some bad pr and some of these teams don't really want that like a team that he could definitely go to i think and make it a good difference right away is the Detroit Lions. But does Dan Campbell really want that bad PR? Just kind of like last week, how you were talking about, you know, when I brought up maybe Baker Mayfield going to the the Lions and how, like, maybe that's not the kind of culture that they want. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting, um, especially because, like, you know, and you, you asked the question, are four quarterbacks going to be taken in the top eight? You know, that's four less positions, you know, and there's like, there's a lot of guys that could go in that top 10. You know, we got some edge rushers. Uh, we got uh, Jalen Carter. We have some offensive tackles, some corners. So like there's a reasonable chance where they're like, you know, we might be just passing on this guy. Cause we like this guy better just because of that, that PR. So, right. You don't have to worry about the PR headache and you pretty much, if Christian Gonzalez from Oregon is like the guy that you like and you like his his build and how the, the person that he is at like number six, like the Lions, then I can see them going that route, you know, with that need there. It's it's going to depend on need as well, I think, you know? Yeah. So I have another question for you, PT. Okay. Will the SEC have at least 16 draft picks in that first round? which would mean that they would have more picks than all the other conferences and, you know, FCS schools, all those combined. Off the top of my head, I have to see the middle to late round. I would say no, though, but it's it would be close, though. It would be close. It's probably, you said 16 out of the 32? 30, 31, because the Dolphins don't have theirs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um Man, there's a lot of there's a lot of Georgia guys, obviously. Um, 
No, nah, I, I I would say under though. I'd say under because you got you still got some guys from like the Big Twelve. You got Texas guys, um, Penn State, Ohio State, TCU obviously from the Big Twelve, but Penn State being from Big Ten, Illinois Big Ten, Iowa Big Ten. Um, I would say under sixteen, but there's a lot of guys though. There is a lot of guys, but it it, it would probably be pretty close. I would say just because there's a lot. You know, like you said, there's a lot of Georgia guys, a lot of Bama guys. You know, Tennessee yeah. has some sneaky good guys. Um, Cam Smith out of South Carolina. You know, we we there's a lot of guys from that SEC. I would not be surprised if they have 16. Um, but I I think that they might get 16 right on the dot. There's a lot of I feel like. You know, in that later first round, that's when you start to see people really reach, you know, like, you know, like I could see the Giants reaching for a second round guy from the SEC, um, you know, rather than like they could maybe pass on, you know, maybe instead of Jordan Addison from USC, I could maybe see them getting Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, you know? Um, yeah. And just got, just kind of like stuff like that. So... That's what that's what I think. I think they might be right at that sixteen mark. Uh, I would say probably sixteen plus or minus one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, now that I think about it, and I'm kind of like thinking about the prospects. Like, I didn't even really consider Anthony Richardson's from Florida, and Will Levis is from Kentucky. Like, those two teams are obviously in the SEC, and I didn't really even think about them two being powerhouses. But sometimes they are. Apparently, uh, Kentucky less so, but. Um, no, I, I think, I think you're definitely onto something. It, it's going to be like either right on the dot or right under or right over, you know, um, SEC is loaded. What's the, so would you say probably the big 10 is the second conference of size in the first round? In the first round, probably. Um, in the first round just alone. Yeah. yeah. But it might be, there's just, just big 12 doesn't really produce as much early, right, early 12, talent. Yeah. Uh, but they also only have 10 teams, whereas the SEC and the Big Ten have 14. So, like, size does yeah. kind of play uh, into a factor. Yeah. I, I, the, the other team that I was going to think of was the ACC. That's the only other team that probably has this. I mean, even they probably have less than – because they got a couple Clemson guys, a couple Pitt guys. Maybe that's probably about it first round. Might be forgetting a couple of schools. Miami might have a guy or two, but yeah, other than that, I would say, I would say we can agree that overwhelmingly the SEC has the most first round guys, though. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I have one more question to ask you before we end off here um, that I think was interesting because we kind of touched on it earlier a little bit. Um, you are hypothetically the Bears at number nine. Do you opt to take Quentin Johnston or do you opt to take the offensive tackle, either Skaronski or Paris Johnson Jr.? What do you do? What do you decide to do there? Um, so uh, I just traded for DJ Moore. I traded for Chase Claypool last year. I still have Darnell Mooney. I have Cole Komet. I trust Cole Komet. Um, I don't think I need more receivers especially if I'm going to be the most sacked team in the NFL. So I need to go get a tackle. Like, like that's, I think that's why they traded down because they knew that they could get the first or second best tackle. Heck, even if the 
there's three tackles taken before them. Like this first round class has a lot of good tackles. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah, yeah you I got agree. Paris Johnson Jr., you got Skaronsky, uh Roderick Jones, you know, Darnell yep. Wright. You know, that's four guys yeah. that can easily go in the top 15. Awan Jones. Yeah. So for yeah. some reason, there's two or three taken before you. You can easily get another guy, and you're still totally fine with that. Um, I mean, they're probably going to end up drafting two or three linemen anyways. So I think that they're going to try their best, you know, to get an offensive tackle. I think getting a wide receiver room when you're – probably barely going to have three seconds to throw the ball isn't the best move, especially when you just got a wide receiver. I mean, I would have liked Jackson Smith and Jigba to go there, but I just don't think it's a feasible option now that you have, you know, DJ Moore, who's your number one. Yeah, I I would say I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement. However, I do think it would be interesting to just overload the offense with weapons. Because when I look at a guy, I mean, I like I like Jackson as well, but I do think that uh, Quentin Johnson's a slightly better player, at least on my big board. Um, now, the thing about the way that Quentin Johnston plays, I think he would be really good for the Bears' offense because I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to go up and make catches, but I think he's going to get to his spots and be a secure you know, catcher and, and move those chains. And he does have some of that downfield ability in case you want to unlock that, but I don't think you really need to with Claypool and DJ Moore. I think you kind of just need a possession guy that's young that's going to, you know, let these other two guys get loose. Um, but, like, as you said, you know, offensive tackle is a need, and we'll kind of see how they handle free agency with all that money. I would really like them to go after uh, Juwan Taylor. Um, but it doesn't look to seem – it doesn't seem like they're looking to sign veteran tackles. So it's looking like they're going to take a tackle at nine there. Um, but I, I think it is pretty interesting when you think of being able to draft down, potentially maybe drafting down a few more spots, getting a receiver or a tackle either way. Um, I think the Bears have done a pretty good job so far, at least in facil- facilitating the first trade to the Panthers and then leaving their options open. Okay. Yeah, I I see that. I Make it make things a little interesting. Um. So I'll ask you one last question before we go. Okay. Regarding the top 10 picks, will there be at least one more trade, either trade up, trade down, or whatever, uh, or just a straight up trade for the pick? Will there be at least one more before the draft? Not during, but at least before. Oh, before. See, that changes things. No, I don't think so. I, I was about to say 100%. I think 100% one of those picks gets moved before the selection is taken. Yeah. But before the draft, I don't think so, man. I think I think teams are pretty okay with where they're at. It's going to really depend on where their teams are, where their heads are at draft night, when they're actually in the draft booth about to make their selection, and they, they have – they basically know where they're at at that point. You know, you, you know what guys you have on your board that are available to take, and you know what people want at that point. Other teams, I should say. So, yeah, I think there's definitely going to be one, maybe two draft, uh, or trades with draft picks in the top ten, um, but one, one 100% during. But, yeah, none before, in my opinion. Okay. I think that there still might be one. I could see, you know – 
I don't see the Raiders trading down, but like, you know, if they trade down to like the 10th pick, maybe, you know, like if if they can get someone who can make a difference right away, that's not a rookie, you know, and still have a first round pick, I could make things really interesting. And Raiders are a good one. Um, If the Falcons go and get Lamar with that non-exclusive franchise tag, that 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 would technically well, count. Even well, even that that's true. That would count because it would be a trade in the top ten. Yeah. But even I, as a Falcons fan, I'd love for the Falcons to draft in the top. If they could trade with the Cardinals and not give up a bunch, I would be really down for that if we could do it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that that the Lamar trade is interesting. It is interesting. I don't think it's completely off the table. I think I think teams that are like. We're completely out of Lamar. I don't think that's true. I don't think any team is completely out. Or maybe some teams <laughs> that have established quarterbacks are out. But, like, dude, if you're the Falcons, if maybe the Panthers, they got the first pick now. But if you're, like, the Falcons or, or another team that's really quarterback dependent, let's say the Jets don't get Rodgers or the Buccaneers or whatever ends up happening, you got to throw your hat in there and just see what you can work with, you know? And we, we know Lamar wants a lot. Um, but he wants – I think he wants more of a fully guaranteed contract. I'll give you a fully guaranteed contract, but you're only going to get paid $25 million. I think that yeah. if he takes Ooh. that, like, and I feel like as an organization, you take that. I feel like as a player, you might take that. It's fully guaranteed, but it's not as much money as you want, but it's fully guaranteed. So if, if, if I am a Falcons fan, I'd be more than okay with offering him a fully guaranteed deal that is Four years long. That's twenty five million a year. I would do that. I would do that deal. But I'm not paying him with fifty plus million, whatever he wants, all guaranteed either. Like I'm probably not even giving him that non guaranteed to begin with, you know. Because then you're still True. locking yourself into that, you know. Um, yeah, but I guess it just kind of depends. But what we'll we'll just have to see what happens in the next in the next few days. Yeah, we're we're gonna see, you know, in the next month and a half what happens with a lot of this stuff you know most of these that we debated today was is going to be on draft night but we'll see it's going to be a fun time so once again don't forget to follow us on twitter at momentum mvp and follow our facebook page at mvp momentum podcast i've been sam holcroft i've been peyton thompson thanks for listening